This is episode number 18 with a special power couple, Lee and Emmy Singer. Hey everyone, and welcome back to Nick Carrier's Best You Podcast. I'm stoked to bring you guys the second Power Couple episode during this month of February. Lee and Emmy Singer are the owners of Inner Light Yoga, which just got ranked as the top yoga studio by Nashville Fit Magazine, and Emmy herself was named the top yoga instructor by the magazine as well. Emmy has this infectious energy about her that you can't help but love, and Lee has a calm, soothing, sophisticated presence that complements the relationship perfectly. Back in 2014, when the couple was dating and they were both in their late 20s, they both had these moments when they realized that their current careers were just not what they wanted to do anymore. It was time to make a change. It was time to explore what is truly what their heart desired. After some trial and error, Lee and Emmy Singer opened up Inner Light Yoga Studio in 12th South area of Nashville and they haven't turned back since. They've created a unique style of yoga in a community that speaks for itself. Now before we get into the episode, I want to ask you guys if you made any fitness goals for 2019. If so, how are they going? Are you on the right path? Is there someone who is holding you accountable? My one-on-one fitness coaching is something I have such a huge passion for. I help provide my clients the tools to help them achieve their own personal fitness goals with whatever equipment or the lack thereof that they have at their disposal. If you're interested in learning about the coaching and investing in your health and fitness journey, you can go to my website at nickcarrier.com to learn more or just feel free to message me on Instagram and we can set up a call. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode and let me know if you're listening by taking a screenshot of it and tagging me on your Instagram story. If you think a friend or a family member would get something valuable from this episode, feel free to help them out and shoot it their way. But for now, it's time. It's time to work on being our best self today with this amazing power couple, Lee and Emmy Singer. All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to Nick Carrier's Best You Podcast. Super excited today to have this power couple uh, with me, the singers. You got uh, Emmy and Lee next to me right now, uh, the owners of Inner Light Yoga. Um, so appreciate you guys coming on today. Ah. Thanks for having us. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. I've always really loved my experiences over at Inner Light, first off. And uh, second off, again, I know I said it out there, but congrats on getting Top Yoga Studio uh, in Nashville and Nashville Fit Magazine. That's really, Thank you. really cool for you guys. And how long have you been open now? Not very long. Almost two years. Almost two March, years. March 1st. Yeah. Yeah. Two years. yeah, and also already nominated top no- yoga studios. So that's awesome. Um, but the way I want to start today is always want to get into the conversation about how you guys met. So I want to s- let's go ahead and start there. Yeah, you have a better story than I do. So <laughs> that's what I always I'll get from couples. Yeah. It's like, do you want to hear her story, my story, or the true story? Because yeah. it's changed. You know, from over when the we years. first met, we kind of had to alter the story a little bit for other people. But uh, as you know, this whole online dating has... Uh, Normalized. Yes. So. Yeah, <laughs> okay. So I'll let you take now it. we're actually getting into the meeting. <laughs> yeah. Well, we met in 2011. Okay. Um, which was kind of like... Online dating was a thing, but it definitely wasn't what it is now. There was no Tinder. There was no um, Bumble. Yeah, none yeah. of that stuff. It was very just like kind of the main big ones. And so we met on Match.com. Um, and this was when you, there was no app, like you had to log into your computer and communicate via the platform of match.com. Um, and so for a while, like when we got serious about dating, people would tell us like, oh, how did you meet? And we would sort of be like, oh, we just like met in a parking lot or you hit (laughs) my my car. I hit his car. Cause we were kind (laughs) of like embarrassed to say like, oh, we met online. Cause it just wasn't as... For young people, at least at the time, I was 22 when we met. Um, it was still kind of like a little sketchy, you know, to be dating on the internet. Um, but we connected, matched, and we actually didn't meet in real life for like 
three weeks? Mm-hmm. Yeah, three weeks. Or three so. weeks. Just yeah. communicating yeah. via the platform. Yeah. Well, well, well on we the, on the phone. On the phone. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we made it to the phone. <laughs> got into real life. Yeah, we she actually she actually made me FaceTime one night to make sure I was actually a real person, yes, and that I, was the first time I ever FaceTime. Yeah, I wanted to know. Wow, first time you ever FaceTime. That's pretty special. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, the preparation there was was interesting because I was like, how does this work? You know, what do I what do I need to do here? Let's just put the phone up and talk to it. So yeah, yeah, it was it was funny and but we did because we didn't go on a date, if you will. Um, for a while, we really got to know each other um, and had very like not serious, but like um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like in depth conversations with mm-hmm. each other, um, where it wasn't just surface level. We were learning about our backgrounds and our families and you know things we wanted, and we had both arrived in Nashville within like six months of each other. So we were both sort of new to the city and, and that, um, and then we had our first date and it's kind of been gangbusters ever since. (laughs) Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So you said pretty quickly, you guys had like in depth kind of real conversations and, uh, and stuff like that. Had you guys had that kind of a quick experience with other people in the past or was it kind of a feeling of, huh, this is a little bit different. I I would agree. I would say yeah for sure yeah it I felt mean, different yeah. yeah yeah there was definitely at least for me like moving to Nashville straight out of college it was lots of fun lots of party lots of casual dating um, that kind of thing it wasn't and I I was I, I did want a relationship I was seeking one but I had never really like had that depth that we had had and I think we both can agree it was just like so easy to talk to one another mm-hmm. it never felt awkward we never were like I mean we were nervous excited but it wasn't like we couldn't communicate at all mm-hmm. um, and so that was just kind of from the beginning what sort of set it apart okay so you guys meet back in 2011 yeah. how long does it take until you guys get married um well we got married in 2015 okay um November, so okay. almost 2016. But yeah. yeah, so it took, you know. Jeez, dude, um, four years? About four years of dating. Yeah, it <laughs> took me a little while. Yeah. I'm just kidding. No, Lisa, but, uh, it takes time on everything. I take time, yeah. And okay. he totally pulled the, pulled the wool over my eyes. Like, we had this conversation one night, and we were like, hey, we're serious about each other. We're committed. Like, are we in this for the long haul? And I wasn't the type of person who's like, I need a ring. I need to get married. Like, I was totally cool with just being together. And he was like you know, I, I want us to get married. Like I want us to have this life together, but I, I think that we're like a couple years away from that. And I was like, okay, well we know now and we've got a couple years. So like, we're just going to do what we do and it's all good. And then it was what, like two weeks later you proposed. Maybe yeah. like two or three weeks. When later. you were saying that, did you know that you were going to propose? Oh yeah. 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 You had it planned out. Yeah. Oh yeah. You? <laughs> oh yeah. But it was such a surprise. So it was so awesome. It was really, really great. Yeah. He did a good job. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, very good. Very good. So that and you were still – were you guys still in Nashville at 2015? Or yes. Had, yeah. You hadn't moved yet. Yeah. We were right. in Nashville until we got married. We left Nashville right after our honeymoon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we had about a week to, to get packed up after we got back. Made so the depressing. Made out to California. Yeah. It was, kind of, <laughs> it was just everything happening at once. So. <laughs> it was yeah, like that. the best day of your life and the best vacation of your life. And then you come back and you're like – Oh, we have to pack our house. Yeah. We're moving from a place that it wasn't necessarily an easy move because we love Nashville. Obviously, we came back. And so it was just like, oh. Yeah, well, and, and like moving itself is is tough. I moved like half a mile away and it sucked. <laughs> yeah. And y'all moved all the way to California. We drove. Let's, we drove. Let's I didn't know. Oh, my. Yeah, we, we drove. Well, because we, we have our <laughs> dog. So oh, okay. have a dog. He's not a great he, – well, we've never attempted to travel with him in an airport because he probably wouldn't make it through security. Yeah, but, he's uh, not the, the best. <laughs> but, yeah. But, anyways, um, 
Yeah, we drove with him. He was in his little. He had probably maybe a square foot of room, okay. which was packed our car. Yeah, just packed four it. days on that. Four days on the road. Yeah, four days. Yeah. Okay. Four days. So tell me about this move to California. What was the reason why we you moved and yeah. the deciding factor and all yeah. that? Yeah. So we we initially had a, a business um, opportunity out in California, um, and we went out there um, to you know look at real estate and make sure that we had a place to open. Um, we had actually a place that we wanted to open uh, that fell through at the last second right after we got there. Um, so things started to, you know, play out in a way that was almost like a sign. It's like, all right, do we really want to be here for like a year, possibly looking for something? Um, we were living with my parents at the time with our dog. So it was, you know, just getting married and enjoying all that stuff and then moving in with the parents, which we're very fortunate to, um, have had them, you know, take us in and everything like that. But, um, yeah, it started to to uh, really taking a like I, I don't know like um, it almost started to reveal itself that it wasn't the right move. Yeah, totally. I think I think that's kind of the direction it was going, and we yeah. both started to see this. But I think at the same time we were like, all right, let's kind of wait this out. Um, and then I think we're, we kept looking at each other like, oh my gosh, like what's happening here? Yeah, and yeah. like we we need to make up our yeah. you know mind in terms of what we want to do. Because we were pretty at peace with leaving Nashville. We had been in Nashville for about five years and we're just craving something else. Mm-hmm. And we were like, we're young. We don't have a child. Like we can pick up and we can move. And that's a gift and mm-hmm. a privilege. And so why not go and try and see what we can do? And we really thought that California was going to be the next chapter. Mm-hmm. And that was going to be where we opened our first business and and tried out this life. And yeah, it just very quickly was not. The universe was like. Right. So, and you guys were wanting to open a yoga studio. Um, it was a different. It was a different, uh, different fitness concept. Okay. But yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. But yeah. So we just, you know, it, it was just kind of one of those things. Things just kept falling yeah. through, um, and it was it was a sign. Yeah. yeah. So I th- I think that there's a lot of people always a lot of people try to fi- follow their passion, right? And they think that they have a specific goal. It's like that's my passion. I want to go do it. Yeah. But I think a lot of people. Obviously, everybody faces resistance along the way and tension. And I think that there's kind of a a good mix of this is just something I need to work work through and just like persist, persist, persist. But there's also those times where it's like, okay, maybe this isn't the right thing. Right. Maybe I don't need to just keep pushing through and maybe I need to take a step back. So tell me kind of like how you maybe thought that it wasn't just something that you had to push through and it was something that you actually had to swerve away from. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think that it just allowed us to have this complete, at least for me, like a perspective shift. So instead of like, I was really fearful of like, shoot, we're going to be seen as like a failure. Mm-hmm. Like we we did this huge life move. We uprooted our entire lives to pursue this thing that's not going to happen. Like, wow, that sucks. And people are going to just not believe that we have what it takes because we're like, you know, walking away and giving up. But I just came, came to the perspective of like, the reason we came out here was to remove ourselves and have the space and get this fresh new uh, like breath of life in us to bring something back to a place that we really love. Because once we started to, to realize like everything was so hard and it was resisting so much, once we sort of like we were like this and when we like I'm grabbing my hands really tightly, once we sort of released that, it was like, oh, wait there's something we can learn from this now. So California is very much like Orange County where we were, LA, which was close to us, is like 
on the very cutting edge, if you will, of the fitness and wellness scene. So, hey, this is now a place of research and development for us. Mm. We're not going to make it here. We're not going to do our thing here. But we have this now at our disposal to absorb and learn and take so much that we can take back with us to Nashville because Nashville where is where our heart is and where we feel our opportunity is. But let's not count this as like a failure. Let's actually use this for something in the future that will help us. Okay. So was the thought process that California wasn't the right place or that like the idea wasn't the right idea or a combination? Um, I think it was... I think it was sort of a combination. Um, I think if, you know, again, going back to the real estate, if it had worked out, like we would have been, you know, up and running great. Mm -hmm. Um, But the fact that it didn't, um, again, those signs were pointing to, okay, maybe like Emmy was saying, kind of reevaluate where we are and maybe what is put things in perspective and then what is really, really important to us. And um, I think that, you know, over time it kind of came up. We're like, all right, well, what about a yoga studio? Mm -hmm. Um, and so we, we kind of just went back to that idea because, I mean, had always wanted to open up one, whether it be, you know, then or 10 years down the road, whatever it is. But um, kind of, you know, started to, to back up a little bit and say, hey, this is a good opportunity for us to get away from Nashville, get away from, um, you know, what we were in, you know, tied into here and, and take a deep breath. Um, but I, I really think that if we hadn't have gone to California, we probably wouldn't be here doing what we're doing oh, now. We wouldn't be sitting here. So, there's no way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like everything just lined up so well as soon as we came back to Nashville. We were gone for six months, seven months? Yeah, about six months. Yeah. About six months. And it was like some people we would just run into and just be like, oh, hey, good to see you again. It was like almost like we didn't leave. Mm -hmm. And as soon as we got back and like declared this, like, hey, this is what we want to do. This is the path we want to go down. So much stuff started opening up for us. Mm -hmm. Like the location of where the studio is, like we drove by it one night. It's a new building that we're in. It was just being finished when we got back to Cal or from California and we drove by one night and it was kind of like dark and we were like oh this wasn't here when we left six months ago now there's a whole new building in here this is crazy and I just looked at and I was like that is where inner light yoga is going to be and Lee is like you're nuts like it's 12th south it's a brand new build they probably have a tenant like before they even broke ground on this and I was like I just I have this feeling like this I just have this knowing inside of me that this is where it's going to be and, you know, some conversations and some bumping up against some doors, knocking on some doors, it it, it worked out. And mm-hmm. so it just – it felt like once we came back, everything just sort of opened up for us. And that, like Lee said just a moment ago, that wouldn't have been the case had we not left and tried this whole other life before. Oh, 100%. And I'm a big believer that, you know, whatever that you've done has prepared you for where you are. And whatever yeah. you're doing is preparing you for where you're going to be. Totally. And I think that – when you came back, the fact that there wasn't as much like resistance, 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 obviously it's super hard work yeah. to do what you guys yeah. have done. Um, but because those doors started open, I feel like it probably kind of clicked. Yeah. Like this might be the right thing. Yeah. yeah. So did, did it take a little bit convincing for you? Because she, you know, she said that this is going to be the, the spot. Did it take a little bit convincing to like actually go in full throttle? Well, yeah. I mean, when, when we heard, we heard that spot was available, um, from our agent who we were working with and we're like, Oh, that's weird. We have to check it out now, obviously. Um, but yeah, it kind of did like, what was know, the, what was your major, the hardest thing that you had to get over in order to go in full throttle? Well, I think just having the fear of like, what are we doing? Like, mm-hmm. I have no idea what I'm doing. Right. You know, I've never run a business before. Um, 
you know, but I think that, that was the biggest fear, obviously. And I think, you know, starting up in, in your late 20s or whatever it is at any point in time in your life. Um, but yeah, it just, but once we did get back and it just, again, it was like another sign of like, okay, things are, you know, they're, they're going into place basically and, and things are working out as, as to how we... We almost had no we choice. wanted to, yeah. It's but like we, we had to ride the wave. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We saw this happening, but just not this soon. And when things like that do happen quickly, it's like, oh man, you gotta just have to roll with it, you know? Yeah. So Because we were back in Nashville June of 2016 and we were open for business March of 2017. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's an unbelievable turnaround. Yeah, it's a yeah. quick turnaround. It was yeah. really... Especially to like open up a place. Yeah. I mean, it's one thing to like open up a business that's like online or whatever, but like yeah. a brick and mortar yeah. yoga we, studio. Yeah. Right? And like we built the studio from gravel to all four, like the walls. I mean, it was, mm-hmm. it was wild. And we didn't do it. Well, we, we didn't do it. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be clear. But we, we, we were a part of the process <laughs> right, of, of, course, of, of course. building um, a commercial space. You yeah. know, that was something we hadn't no idea. Yeah. That's why you hire the people that. That's why we doing. hire yeah. the people. Yeah, so for we sure. had a really good team. Um, well, let's talk about you know yoga itself and why a yoga studio and what led you to creating the business that you guys yeah. have today. So I've been practicing yoga since I was eighteen. Okay. Um, my mom took me to my first yoga class with my uncle in Arizona. It was a hot twenty six class, and I hated it. <laughs> I hated it. My uncle's a firefighter, so he's like a total badass. Like. And he's like, I do yoga now. and Let's go do yoga. And I was like, it was spring break of my freshman year of college. And I was like, I roll. How am I going to do this? And I hated it. And I came back to college and my best friend and roommate, she's still my best friend to this day. She's like, oh, there's a new yoga studio off campus. Let's go try it. And I was like, no, I was just, my mom took me. It was terrible. We can't go. And she forced me to go. And the second time I was like, oh, wait, like I actually really love this. Um, So yoga became a lifeline for me throughout college and just something that really grounded me and kept me at peace. And it's just a practice that I've loved since, you know, that second class that I took. And so um, I had never had a goal to open a yoga studio. I went to school for television. I worked in the music industry. I like really wanted to live the entertainment world life. And after a few years of that, um, it was really like weighing on my soul and it just wasn't filling me up the way that I had anticipated it to. And I did yoga teacher training simply out of I could take time off of work. It was just going to be like a vacation for Mm -hmm. me. I'm going to go get certified to be a yoga teacher and I'm going to check out of my crazy busy music industry job. And it ended up being exactly what I needed. And it just like opened up this whole new space in me of like, wow, I love this as a practitioner. And now I love it as a teacher. And like, I'm actually really good at it. I feel naturally good at it. Where in a lot of things I was doing previously, I felt like I was always trying so hard and kind of faking it until I was making it. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas yoga came really naturally to me. And it just sort of was always this like back end idea. I I, like Lee said, this was never something we envisioned happening right now. I thought it would be like later in my life after I've had this career and it would just be like something I would do, you know? Um, But it, my, my dad died really tragically in 2013. um, And that just changed my life. It was like, life is way too short. And this is something that I know makes me feel good and has brought me so much peace and serenity and joy and forgiveness and just all the things that yoga can offer you if you are open to it. I I wanted to 
pursue that. And I wanted to really just go towards what felt good. And mm-hmm. yoga is what felt good. And and it all just sort of like evolved from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Well, what was, what, was, what was different about that second yoga class compared to the first one? I don't know. I think because – so Hot 26 Bikram is a set sequence. So every class you walk into is exactly the same. And so I think because I sort of had an idea of what was coming, Mm -hmm. um, I maybe felt a little more like I'm definitely a control freak. So I felt a little more in control. Me too. Which is like what yoga is supposed to help you figure out. (laughs) Which like all people who do yoga are crazy. So that's why we do yoga. (laughs) Blanket statement, not truly all people, but in general. Um, I think that I knew sort of what to expect And I honestly think I was just ready to receive it at that point. I think that um, my body was maybe ready. My my mind was in a different place. I mean, I I think all of that stuff is a little bit universe magic Mm -hmm. that you can't really put your your feet on exactly or your your, the tip of the point on or whatever. But yeah, I don't know. It just it was just a completely different experience Mm -hmm. from the first class to that second class. And that second class really just like hooked me. And I practiced Hot 26 for probably four years religiously after that Mm. um, and then sort of shifted my practice. And I think that's the beautiful thing about yoga is that it evolves with you and it changes and it is a practice and it'll teach you things and it will go with you throughout your life how you need it to. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's been really cool because like the style that we do at Interlight and what I teach now is so different from, you know, where my yoga journey right. began. And so I think that that's really cool um, to watch it. Yeah. So you said it. back in 2013, your father passed away and you yeah. kind of had this more awakening that life is super short. Did that kind of give you a, a kind of a kick in the butt and a jump start to kind of go attack a dream? And, yeah. and obviously at that time, it wasn't even the yoga studio. Yeah, it wasn't. It's um, I was so my dad passed in November of 2013. And this was like. June of 2014 to like six months later, I was in my music job in my office and I was laying on the floor of my office, just like trying to have a moment. And, um, this voice came out of nowhere. It was like, however you want to define it in your life, the universe, God, whatever. But it just was this very clear question. It was asking me, what are you doing here? And I, I didn't have an answer. Like, it wasn't like, this is my dream. I love this career. I want to, you know, succeed X, Y, and Z. I I was like, I don't know. I don't know why I'm here. And so I think that that question being asked of me really like switched a gear of like, well, I want to know what I'm doing here and why I'm here and what I'm pursuing. And and Lee was going through sort of something similar in his corporate job that he had. And we kind of were both coming up to this crossroads together and we're like, you know, life is just too short. I'd mm-hmm. rather like, I remember Lee just being like, I'd rather be unemployed than miserable in this, you know, position that we're in. And so we just were like, okay, all these things are happening and kind of the same as we were in California, all these signs were showing up for us. And so it was like, we need to listen to them. We need to honor them and and do something. Gotcha. That's cool. So when you guys were both kind of, when you were both having this moment of the, like, what am I doing here? What is, what do I actually want to be doing with my life? You were saying you're kind of going through it at the same time. Were you guys having those conversations together, like what it is, what is it that we want to do? Did you ever envision those aligning into 
working together or like, so what is it, what's the conversation like in terms of what are we going to do? Yeah. So for me, I, like Emmy was saying, um, I was in corporate sales for about three and a half years and kind of just really was like, all right, this is good experience. Um, but I've, I always had kind of that entrepreneurial spirit where I always wanted to, you know, own my own business, whatever it was down the road. Um, so yeah, we got to those, those crossroads where we're like, all right, you know, this is, this is it. I'm just going to call it. Um, and we'll kind of figure it out. Um, and so did that and then, um, never really thought about, Hey, let's go into business together. You know, I kind of took some odd side jobs and, um, you know, figured out that, Hey, this is really not what I want to be doing. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, well, do I want to be wasting time or spending time, um, you know, doing something that's not going to make me really happy or do I want to kind of give up some things and go after what my true passion is? Mm -hmm. Um, so that was kind of the, the stepping stone to us saying, Hey, let's, let's do this. Let's open up a business, um, that we're passionate about and, um, let's move to California. I think we were like mm-hmm. walking the dog one day and I was like, why don't we just move to California? And I thought she was gonna be like, yeah, whatever. And then she's like, okay. I don't yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> I do. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. But, um, but yeah. And then we just kind of made that decision. Like, let's just take a chance. Why not? Yeah. You know? So I feel like a lot of people probably have moments Similar to yours, you know, maybe not like the hear the clear voice um, as you did, but you had the thought June 2014, you almost picked out the month of the year. What's the, what's the transition? Like how you didn't move to California until a little bit later in 2015. So tell me about that gap time thought process and how you actually like, what's the turning point of making the decision to move to California and we're we're going for it. Yeah. I think it's, I think a lot of people kind of have that moment. So it's like, what do you, you know, do? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The yeah. first first steps always the hardest. It's mm-hmm. like um, for us, I think it was a lot of research. Um, you know, uh, I was working with one of my mentors, my cousin. He actually lives in California and was kind of going through. He's been in the franchise world for the past thirty years, so he kind of helped me through some different options. Um, and you know, I kind of said like, you know, it'd be nice to have kind of a template to work off of, mm-hmm. um, like proven you know business models, things like that. Um, so we kind of got into like the franchise world and started talking about that and, you know, met with some consultants and things like that on, on which franchises might be worth looking into. But over that time, you know, we went back to California and kind of, you know, looked at some things in terms of, Hey, is is this a place we want to be? Um, but at the same time we're, we're young and we're, you know, nothing really is like tying us down Mm -hmm. into any specific spot. So, um, kind of have that freedom and flexibility to go there. My parents were there, like as mentioned before, and. Um, yeah, so I think during that time, it gave us kind of a window of like, all right, let's let's figure this out and make sure this is what we want to do. Um, and we knew we knew that we wanted to pursue something in the like health and wellness like activity world. Like when Lee was researching franchises, you know, a lot of franchises you can look into are like food service and things like that. And we were like, no, that's definitely not the path we want to go down. And and you know, that space in between, yes, there was a lot of research and a lot of due diligence done, but we also had to do, you know, we had to do to survive. So like I got a part-time job at Lululemon because I loved the culture. I loved the being in the wellness industry. I kept teaching yoga. I took on more classes. Like we did things that were kind of in the realm of where we wanted to Mm. go and like the world we wanted to like really step into and, and develop more. So we just kept kind of honing our crafts and our skills as best we could while also like, you know, had to pay rent and Mm -hmm. had to plan a wedding and had to like, you know, do all the life stuff. It wasn't like we were just able to 
quit our jobs and do nothing. Like we were working really hard to, you know, figure out, you know, where we wanted to go. I think that if we had never left our jobs, we quit our jobs at the same time. So if we had never done that, like you're saying, like we have people have all these conversations, but they never actually do it. Mm -hmm. And we actually did it. And there was definitely some times where it was like, oh, shit. Like, of course, what did we just do? Like, we just gave up careers, like whatever, what's happening. Um, but just pursuing just anything we could get our hands on in the health and wellness world to just, you know, we didn't know what it was going to turn into, but we knew it was the direction we wanted to go. So like, we're just going to figure it out, you know, as no, we go. I love that. I love that because I think it, um, it takes, it takes courage to be able to actually have that self doubt, but then go do it anyway. Yeah. Because I think that's the biggest, everybody else has self doubt and self limiting beliefs that yeah. whatever it is that they're going to do, it doesn't even have to be as big as, uh, a business, like whatever people are gonna have self doubts, but they won't actually go do it. But so having that little bit of extra courage that you guys had is awesome. Yeah. And then, um, I think a lot of people don't actually take those little action steps of putting themselves into the environments that that feel right to them, yeah. because that's kind of what I wanted out of it. I was like, how do you go figure out what the passion is? And you said, well, we know health and wellness. And then we start to go in kind of these different areas and experience yeah. different things. And you realize, no, it's not this. And you educate yourself about, what it what it would actually look like if I wanted to take steps in order creating my own business. So I think that's huge yeah. um, action steps that you guys actually took towards pursuing what your true passion mm -hmm. was and narrowing it down. Yeah, mm -hmm. and it helped. You know, it it gave us skills for when we did open our business. Like I taught at a ton of different yoga studios, and so I got it. I got the experience of being a teacher for a studio and what processes worked. What did I love about the relationship I had with the owners of that studio? Like it, it just gave us a lot of tools and experiences that we could then take into inner light from, you know, all the places we had been and, and taught and, and worked at. And, you know, Lee is just like so good at research and, and he asks a lot of great questions and he talks to a lot of great people. And so he really honed in on like, what is it to mean to run business, not a yoga studio, like just a business in general. Mm -hmm. And so we just, yeah, did a lot of work to like yeah. figure it out because as Lee mentioned before, like we have no idea what we're doing. <laughs> I think we have a little more of an idea. Yeah, we've got some, yeah, we've earned time. some stripes. You, yeah, you but something new every day. Yeah, that's totally. The of it, so. totally. Yeah. And so you guys have this unique style of style of yoga right so how first off before you get into the actual question tell people kind of what the yoga style is if they're not sure. familiar with it yeah. but so how does it narrow down to this style of yoga sure um so we do music-based vinyasa at inner light um which basically just means a power vinyasa class where music is the driver of the class. So there are parts of it where, we're, where we will move to the beat. There are parts of it where the music is turned up and you move freely on your own. Um, we bring in some cardio and fitness elements to just kind of like amp up the energy in the room. Uh, but it's really just about connecting to the beat within the music and within yourself so you can do what feels good. Mm -hmm. It's our huge like motto of what we do in our like, yoga is just you do what feels good to you. And so when we moved to California, um, I had been teaching very much like core power Baptiste kind of style yoga, which I loved and was wonderful. And when I moved, when we moved to California, I went to this class that is similar to what we do at Interlight, um, but not really, I guess you could say. And it, it was to music and it, it like literally just opened up this whole new space in my physical body and my mental and emotional body that I had never experienced before. And I was like, what just happened? <laughs> 
I was crying. I was challenging my body. Like it was a whole experience. And just with the way the universe worked and why we were supposed to be in California, there was an opportunity for a teacher training in this specific style of yoga. And so I just signed on board. I was like, cool, I'll do another 200 hours of teacher training. I, I, we, what was the plan in California was not working. I was watching Gilmore Girls on my iPad every day. So I was like, (laughs) I need to get out of this house. I need something to do. And so I did this teacher training. And then, as mentioned before, we were in L.A. in Orange County where there were all these types of classes and movement. And so what is now at Inner Light is really just a combination of all the things that I love, um, music, yoga, movement, a little bit of blast of fitness, get your heart rate up. So I kind of just took all these things that I had trained in and practiced in and, and loved and sort of made this little glowing orb of the method that we have at, at Interlight. So I have a lot of people to thank for it. I'm inspired by a lot of people. You know, we are original to what we do at Interlight, but it comes from a lot of other places and a lot of really great teachers and and practitioners and, and methods of, of movement that I really like. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like her, she's the yoga person, right? Oh, yeah. She has the, the yoga and the fitness and she's what brought the, what did the, gl- the glowing, glowing orb, orb together? I like that too. It's like the dragon egg, you know, in Khaleesi, like before they hatch into their little dragon babies, like magical dragon egg. Nice, nice. <laughs> so how did, the, like, what did this, what did this look like in your head? Like, tell me, like, what, does this idea seem like far-fetched to you? Does it seem, or did you just like fully kind of trust in her and what she got out of almost like that one studio, that one yoga class that she had been yeah. to? Well, I remember her coming back that night from that class and explaining it to me. And I was like, what is the, what, what did you just take? And so then I went to experience, my, experience it myself and I was like, wow. I mean, this was a room filled with probably 85, 90 people and just straight up you're just feeding off of everyone's energy. I mean, it was, it was simply, um, it, it's hard to explain really, but, um, you know, everyone's like breath is loud and you guys are just, I mean, you really don't even care if you look like an idiot because you're everyone's so in your body. Exactly. Yeah. You're, yeah. you're, it's, it was a, again, hard to explain the experience, yeah. but, um, you know, for me and, and, you know, she kind of got me into yoga probably after we started dating, I'd say yeah. uh, maybe a year or so after that. Um, so I kind of really got into that because my first yoga, yoga experience was very similar to hers where I was like, what was that? I almost passed out because it was it was a hot 26 class. I had no idea what I was getting myself into. Put my mat right next to the, the heat. You know, this <laughs> this girl comes up to me. She's like, is this your first yoga class? I'm like, yeah. She's like, you might want to move your mat right next to the heat. I'm like, oh, thanks. And then I couldn't drive my car for about 30 minutes after because I was I didn't hydrate before. I didn't know what I was getting myself into. So anyways, you know, long story short, you know, that was probably when I was 16. So, you know, years down the road, I uh, started taking yoga and I was like, wow, this is really, really beneficial. I feel really good. It gives me a lot of energy. Um, but yeah, going back to what, you know, she came back with and kind of this idea it made sense because um, I know that like deep down inside, I know that she always had wanted to, you know, maybe pursue a yoga studio down the road. Again, we had no timeline, but um, yeah, it, it did make sense. You know, it was kind of like, oh, maybe this is this is what we're set out to do. You yeah. know, um, obviously with her yoga experience and then me really wanting to dig into the business uh, part of it. So mm-hmm. No, I like that. And I think a lot of people when going into business – 
And you probably hear advice from people that don't go into business with your family, relatives, friends, and that sort of thing. So I kind of want you to talk to the people who would give that sort of advice to others and kind of give the advice on how you guys are able to make it work. Yeah. Well, I think uh, finding a great therapist is uh, a good thing to start with. (laughs) But, um, But yeah, I think honestly for us, we really focus on different parts of the business. Um, you know, we'll come together and meet on things and be like, hey, this is what I've, you know, this is what I want to put out or this is what I've found out, whatever it is. Um, so I think the fact that we're not like constantly butting heads and, you know, trying to do the same thing really helps. Um, but also communication is huge, obviously, you know, with any relationship, um, just making sure that we're communicating and open um, to other ideas or things like that. Um but yeah, it is it is funny because, you know, some people will give you that advice where, you know, it's not the best idea or this is going to cause, you know, disaster in your relationship. Um, you know, there's certainly ups and downs and we kind of just go through them. But I think both of our personalities um, bode well, you know, to, yeah. to make this work. So I think it's important to know, too, that like this is very hard. This is very mm-hmm. challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, it's rewarding. And there are so many things that we get to do together that make it worth it. But I mean, it's very hard. Like we have no separation in our lives. Like it's not like, hey, honey, how was work today? Yeah. It's like nine o'clock at night. Like, oh my God, this didn't get done. I thought you took care of that. Like, you know, we have a team of 22 people. Our studio's open till 830 at night. Like, it's all the time constantly and we are all the time constantly we're married we have a life together like it's wonderful and exciting um but there are times when it's very challenging and we will not agree and we will argue and i will sleep in the guest room and like we will have a hard marriage day as i like to call them (laughs) um and that's just a part of life. And right. we just, we know at the end of the day what's really worth it and what we value in ourselves and each other and respect each other. Um, but it's a constant, just as hard as it is to open a business and nurture a business and create a business, it's on the equally side to do the same work in a marriage. Mm-hmm. And then let's put those together at the same time. I mean, we had been married two years by the time Interlaid had opened. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So it's like we we work through a lot, um, but we're willing to work through a lot. And that's really, I think, the big thing with us is like, okay, we're able and we're willing and we want to. But like, I just don't want to deny that it's not. Oh, no, for sure. Did you guys have like those kinds of conversations before you went into it? Like, should we be doing this? Well, I I was probably in the back of my mind. I was like, like, oh, my gosh. No, we didn't. Like, we sort of were like. Let's just, I mean, Lee believed like so much in my vision and, and what I wanted to create. And and I just, I know how capable and strong and smart he is. And so it just seemed like the right thing to do. Um, And we've never felt like we're in too far over our heads, but it's just, you know, there are some times when it's, it's really, it's just hard. Mm Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So you guys met in 2011. How when you married in 2015? Mm-hmm. Yes, married for this is 2017. Just, okay, yeah. so a little over three years married now. Yeah. Um, so what do you think is the biggest lesson that you've learned from Lee so far? Um, I have learned to per, what I've learned about Lee from Lee is that he comes to everything on his own. So I am. Italian by birth, so I am very headstrong and very in your face and impulsive, and that's not going to work with him. Like, I can try all I want to, like, 
this is the way. Let me show you. And like be in his face. Like it's going to take him as long as it's going to take him. He needs Mm -hmm. to come to it in his own terms. And and I need to learn to respect that. And I have been learning to respect that. And what I've learned about myself from Lee is just like the desire to like always show up and to not run away. And he's, you know, the first person that I, I want to come back to and I don't want to give up on. And I, and I want to, you know, pursue daily. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, vice versa. What's the biggest lesson you learned from me? Yeah. And I think as you were saying, kind of, you know, the impulsive decisions, um, and kind of making sure that I'm not taking too, too much time on things and coming to, you know, an answer. Because there are things that obviously running a business, you have to make sure that you're, okay, this is time sensitive. We need to make a decision. Um, but also, you know, her patience and, you know, for me in those times. And um, I really respect that because it's it's hard, again, when we're working on separate sides of the business. Um, but just just seeing how you know, how much time and energy she puts into it and never complains one second. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I kind of puts things in perspective for me if I'm like, oh man, like I'm just not feeling it today. It's like, no, like, you know, she's out there teaching, she's running the business, she's doing this. And like, you know, like, okay, I can do this too. Mm-hmm. Um, so it really puts kind of that, you know, that vision of, um, I don't know how much how much effort you put into it. Um, you're going to get out, but yeah. at the same time, like just uh, just that that passion, I think, is the biggest thing. I love um, that. Yeah, that's sweet. So, what do you kind of staying outside of the business? Well, actually, it can't be about the business. But what do you think is the most important conversation that you guys have ever had? Has been important conversation. And it doesn't have to be like specific word, and you don't even remember recall like specific words of the exact like phrases y'all said. But like, I'm very interested in what you think. It could, I mean, it might even be before marriage about possibly getting married, or it could be about the business. Just to maybe spark some thought. Yeah. In terms of important conversation, but yeah, anything come to mind? I mean, for me, I think it was when we were back in California and kind of at this roadblock of like, all right, what do we want? What do we want to do? Because um, we had to make a decision. Um, and I think at that point, we kind of went to a coffee shop, wrote down different places around the country where we could see kind of like, okay, maybe we want to live here and open up a business or here. But nothing really made sense to us until we came back to Nashville. And then that was that point where we're like, man, are we really going to move back? Like, mm-hmm. is this going to happen? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I think that was a, that was a big conversation for us because again, kind of going time back into um, what Emmy was saying about failure. Um, for me, I took it very personally um, when we left California and I, I thought we failed because we didn't open up, you know, what we were supposed to out there. And so what we intended to, not what we were supposed to. Right. Intended to, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Supposed to, intended, yeah. That's a, thank you for that question. Yeah. Um, but that was that was a big turning point, I think, for me, because I realized I'm like, like, no, it wasn't a failure. Like we learned so much in this process. But yeah, I think that big biggest conversation or you know, most important conversation, yeah. I think, was was that one that we had. Yeah, because we kind of decided as Lee mentioned before, California was like, yeah, let's go. Like, apparently I just was all in on that walk we had. But oh, yeah. it was, you know, there was obviously conversation <laughs> around logistically around moving to California. But then when we were in California and like shit was hitting the fan and we were not happy and it was not where we were supposed to be, we did have to sit down and get really real of like what's important to us. What do we want to do? What do we value? And where is that going to be? 
Um, and so that was like a big pivotal turning point because we were both scared. We were both sad. We were also hopeful and excited and like, you know, just dreaming together. Um, and yeah, that was like kind of the, that was a pretty big one. And do you yeah. feel like communicating all those different like feelings and emotions probably helped you guys to the point of making the decision to finally oh, move back? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, communication has always been huge for us and we do well sometimes. I mean, we don't do really well, but we talk a lot about how we feel. And as Lee mentioned in the very beginning, we have a really wonderful therapist who helps us with that. Um, and that's just, you know, on our marriage journey, on our business marriage journey has just been really crucial for us. Um, because there are some things that we just don't understand about the way each other works or, why are you making this decision when I want to make this decision? Mm -hmm. Or like, this is not what I would do, but it's what we need to do. Like things like that. And so communication has just always been really big for us. And so being able to sit down and talk about how we feel or what we want um, has steered us where we need to go. Mm -hmm. Yeah, That's great. That's great. <laughs> Similar type question, I guess, that I want to ask. I'm gonna, I want to ask you first is what is the toughest question that Emily has ever asked you? And it could be I'm trying to think of maybe a direction to lead you to, in order to spark some thought. Um, it could be like a personal question, like, you know, when she's trying to figure out, is this the man I want to marry? Um, it could be a, like, you know, maybe is this the right thing to go into business? Anything like that, that was just like, really, I don't know if I can be this vulnerable or I don't know if I want to open up this much to this question. Is there anything in particular that maybe was the toughest question that you can remember? Um, man, that's a good one. I'm trying to think. I'm going back. I mean, probably when we like first started dating, like, you know, it wasn't rainbows and butterflies, right? I mean, right. We had some ups and downs and there were some, you know, times where we might even have like split up quotation marks, right? Mm -hmm. Um, for we did. a week or two. Yeah, yeah. Two separate times, I think. But it also, yeah. I think, um, maybe those were questions that we both kind of asked ourselves, but maybe thinking like, hey, she's probably thinking this and like questioning herself on this right. or vice versa. Um, so I think, yeah, I mean, like those would probably be like more internal questions. Right. But um, but yeah, I think those were the ones where it was like, man, is this really? But I knew I knew there was one one point where, um, you know, we took maybe a break for it seemed like a while, but I think it was maybe only like a week or two weeks. But I immediately knew that I, I made the worst decision of my life. And I was like, no, no, this is this is you kind of understand like things are much clearer when you have that time to think on your own. You're like, oh, no, this is where this mm -hmm. is where I want to be. This is who I want to be with. Um, but I think it worked both ways kind of where. Um, yeah, I guess. Yeah. It's just no, eternal questions, I guess. Yeah. yeah. No, I like that. And I for whatever reason, it just popped in my head that. You know, having that space of having the quotations that you were broken up, right. and I almost related that to the space that you had when you like go to California, have that yeah. like a new like rebirth and like kind of going off and do something new. You have the space to like realize is this what we're supposed to do? Absolutely. And then for whatever reason, we need that like little bit of extra space to actually have like clarity and thought and clarity and vision mm -hmm. of whatever it is that we want. And then luckily in both scenarios, business and personal life, yeah. we were able to realize what your heart was drawn to. Absolutely. Um, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. What about, is there anything that, um, the toughest question he's ever asked yeah. me? Yeah. Um, oh, that, 
I don't. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I don't think it was a question. Maybe this felt more a little bit onto Lee, but like when my dad died, mm-hmm. um, we had been together for two years at that point. Mm-hmm. And uh, like I mentioned before, it was really tragic, really sudden. And I never outright like asked Lee like to be there, but he just showed up anyway. Mm-hmm. And so he answered a question that never even had to be asked um, and was there for me and was like so strong and compassionate and powerful. And that for me was when I realized that he was the person I wanted to spend the rest of my life with and just the way that he showed up in tragedy and in crisis and really took care of me when I needed him to. Um, so he, he answered the call more in that setting, Yeah, it, but in a way that I didn't know that I needed. No, no, I like that. So towards the end of the interview, I always like to ask uh, the same couple questions. And this can kind of, I want you guys to feel out how you want to answer, whether it's going to be as a couple or more like individualized Mm -hmm. answer. Um, So I always ask, I always start off with the age question. So how how old are you guys right now? About to be 30. Okay. 31. Okay. Very good. So 10 years down the road, you're about to be 40 and you're going to be 40. So fun. What do you... (laughs) Be here like tomorrow. Yeah. I love love getting older. I think it's just so exciting. (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. Um, Well, obviously you guys probably have goals that you want to be able to accomplish by 10 years down the road. Sure. Um, Things you want to create, things you want to accomplish. So what does y'all's relationship, what is business, what does your life look like at... 41 and almost 40, what are you doing? What have you done? Mm-hmm. That sort of thing. Yeah. Um, gosh, hoping there's a child in our lives um, desperately. Uh, and I just envision like a slower life in 10 years, like really able, being able to reap the benefits of hopefully all the success we've had in the decade that is our 30s. Um, with inner light, um, maybe even another business concept. I don't know some sort of businesses that we are pursuing together. Um, but yeah, just being able to like really relax and settle into all of that and take the time to nourish ourselves, each other, our hopeful family, um, because we're just in a grind right now. And Mm -hmm. we, we went into this knowing that it would be a grind and that that would be a part of it. And so I really would love to get to a point where all of that hard work really does pay off and we can truly like bask in it. Right. And And you're not still at nine o'clock in the evening. Yeah. Like a crap. Like we have, you know, created and elevated and supported a team of people who can carry on what we have done. Um, and, be able to like chill out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Similar, similar I think idea. Very similar to what Emmy was saying. Yeah. I think for me, it's more about um, adding like being present, right? And mm-hmm. being able to just enjoy the moment that you're in, um, not having to worry about small things. Obviously, those, those things come up all the time, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, just being present, um, being able to spend time with family. Um, but obviously still working. Obviously, I think, you know, 40, you're still young. Like, totally. you're still going to want to yeah. have something something to do, some more goals to achieve. So I think that's definitely going to be out there. Um, but hopefully by that time, having more experience, more understanding, more knowledge. Um, but again, just being present in the yeah. moment. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I ever see either of you guys, like, stopping working. I feel like both of yeah. you are almost, like, 
too much of go-getters to ever want to just kind of sit still completely. Yeah. We would make Slow it down like a little bit. two days That'd and then be, we'd be like, okay. Yeah. That's hard. <laughs> I can. <laughs> yeah. Well, and especially if you, especially if you're, you want kids slow, slow down. Cause right. it was all because it was like, Hopefully, a child. I want life to slow down. I was like, I don't yeah. know. Those two go <laughs> hand in hand. More in like the business. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. And just be able to focus on, you know, if I ever get the privilege to be a mom, like I want to be as full of a mom as I can be. Um, no, and I know. Have you that time and space, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, great. Well, I'll, I, before I ask the last question, I want to acknowledge you guys for being so open with each other. And I think it's really cool that you communicate on here that you, you have a therapist. Because I think a lot of couples would probably be like too ashamed of like saying that. And, but you guys realize that. There's it's nothing they're so, to be ashamed of. It's so important. So important. Yeah, it's so important. I see a separate therapist personally on my own, and I can't advocate for it enough. It is a gift. It is a privilege. It is an expense um, and not accessible to everybody, and I want to recognize that. But um, it's worth it for us, and it's been a really helpful experience and tool mm-hmm. in our lives. Well, I'm glad that you acknowledge the power of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah. And I also want to acknowledge for the courage to be able to both you, both of you guys, kind of in this similar place of what am I doing here? You laying down on the floor, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but being able to have that courage to overcome the self doubt and still take action, um, even though the first intended uh, endeavor didn't didn't work out yeah. the way the way it planned. But for you guys to be aware of the fact that it wasn't necessarily the, you know, the go-to path. So you made the move back and yeah. you're making happen what you're making happen right now. Yeah. Trying to. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, before I ask the last question again, I want to have everybody be able to support you guys as much as possible. So obviously inner light yoga, yeah. tell them where it's at, social media, how they yes. can support you guys, all that good stuff. Um, so we are at inner light yoga on Instagram. That's our method of choice um, for social media. We are on Facebook, inner light yoga, Nashville, our website is innerlightyoganashville.com. We are located on 10th Avenue South uh, next to the Waverly Belmont School, mm-hmm. 2227 10th Avenue South. <laughs> address. Book classes online. Please come see us. Like, there's nothing more we love than welcoming you into our space and, you know, giving you our signature experience. And I'll definitely probably hug you. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, you can definitely follow. Probably. Definitely, definitely probably. probably. <laughs> you can follow me personally. I'm at MEP Singer on Instagram. Um, lots of cute dog pics in there. <laughs> um, yeah, and I meant to say, can, you won, uh, along with Inner Light being top yoga studio, you won top yoga instructor I in Nashville, did. right? Yeah, I awesome. Did. So, congrats. Thank you. That's awesome. Very it's, good. Yeah, it's a big honor. Um, it's, I'm learning to accept it. Uh, accept the praise. It's yeah. a little weird for me sometimes, um, but I I love what I do so much, and it's really cool to be recognized for it, and I want to live up to that. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to keep working really hard and and keep doing what I do. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Awesome. Well, I always ask everybody the same last question. Okay. And I think that we're all on the journey of life, and we all go through life a little bit differently, right? But I think we all have the same common journey of wanting to become the best version of ourselves. And mm-hmm. I think it's a constant journey. I don't know if we're ever at the best version of ourselves. Hopefully the last day we can maybe take our last breath no, or thinking that we got close enough to a point that's satisfying to us. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think it's a, it's a unique journey for everybody because everybody's different. Everybody has their own talents, their own uniqueness that they want to amplify. So what I want to ask for you guys personally and individually um, is if you could currently do or work on three things to become closer to the best version of yourself. What are those three things that you could do or three things that you could work on? I'll have whoever kind of wants to start go first, whoever has the first idea. 
Um, yeah, for me, I think it would be, um, you know, to, to continually um, become a better leader, I guess, um, understanding that um, that leadership role. Um, I think kind of just, you know, understanding maybe the industry, um, you know, more so as we as we get into this, you know, the yoga industry, the fitness industry, whatever it may be. Um, but uh, yeah, I think the biggest thing for me is is kind of making sure that um, the people that I'm surrounded with or who surround me, um, you know, I'm bettering their lives um, by doing whatever it is I, I'm doing at that point in time. Because um, at the end of the day, I always <clears throat> want it to be like, um, you know, people are, have nothing but good things to say, right? Um, <coughs> but yeah, I think for me, that's that's probably it. Um, I'm sure there are definitely more like, things. Right, of course. Of course. Probably the top things that come to mind right now. No, I like that. I, th- I really like I think that's a noble thing to be able to say that I want to make sure that the people's lives that I'm in, that I'm actually bettering their lives. Because mm-hmm. I, I don't think a lot of people say it that way. I think a lot of people will be like, I want the people around me to benefit me. And not like in a selfish way. Sure. But I, I don't think every, people really ever flip that around as much. So I think right. that's really cool. Right. I'll, I'll go right to you, Emmy. Um, I would like to be more rested. I think I can work on that. Burnout is very real. Um, and I think that when I'm more rested, I can give a lot more of my talents and my energies to people. Um, I want to work on getting off of my cell phone, (laughs) (laughs) um, desperately getting off of my cell phone. I'm really bad. Uh, so I think that that would, I would be a better version of myself because I would be more present and I would be more connected in real life. Um, and... I think that I would love to like let go of some comparison stuff and just really when people do say like you're doing really good or you I really connect with what you do or voting you the best whatever of whatever um, that I just take that for what it is and not think like oh well I should have done this this and this or I can do this better it's like no right here in this place and right now like I'm being recognized for that. And so like, let that fill me up and make me feel good as opposed to trying to turn it into something else Mm -hmm. that it's not. Gotcha. Those are great. Well, awesome. That's all we got guys. I appreciate you coming in. That was awesome. Thanks for having us. There you have it. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Now it's time to act. Leave a like and a comment on YouTube. Subscribe to that page. If you're on iTunes, leave it a five-star review. Help the show move up the ranks so more and more people can get access to it. Feel free to take a screenshot of this episode and let me know you're listening on Instagram. Self-doubt and self-limiting beliefs are a part of all of our lives. Are you going to let those beliefs defeat you and prevent you from becoming what it is that you're supposed to become? Or are you going to acknowledge them but still move forwards in pursuit towards your goals and your dreams? Lee and Emmy both showed courage to make some transitions in their life when they had no idea how it was going to turn out and look what they've created now. Remember everyone, if you think something is a failure in your life, take time to stop and think. Think about why it was a quote failure and what you could possibly take away from that experience to help benefit you in the future. Thanks so much for listening. Keep taking consistent action every single day. Now it's time to go out and upgrade yourself today to get closer and closer to your best you.